It sounds ridiculous when you break it down to its most simple description. You play soccer with cars. But I promise you that it's the most fun you'll ever have with friends. Released in July of 2015, Rocket League has been on the gaming scene for the last six years. Since then, it has been played hundreds of millions of times by an almost unthinkable amount of people. In fact, when it went free to play last November, it broke over 1 million concurrent matches at one time. It has fans everywhere. It has a robust esports scene. It's fun for the hardcore players and the casual ones too. And if you haven't played it, you should. Today we're hopefully going to teach you something about it you don't know when talking about how much we love it. So stick around and join us for our supersonic acrobatic rocket power trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 45th episode of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we pick one game released during the current week in gaming history, and we reminisce about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world and its inspiration, or what it gave back to it as its legacy. Today, we're talking about Rocket League, not that classic as it was released six years ago on July 7th, 2015, but still relevant and lots of fun. I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who fancies himself a Rocket League freestyler, but only as an excuse for not being able to play whatsoever, my brother, Rob Casson. Rob, where'd you learn all those sick moves? Uh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, Dave, but it's a lot of mashing the buttons and hoping. Yeah, actually, I kind of think that's true for how most of us play Rocket League. (laughs) Now, for those of you listening who are not regular to our program, I'd like to inform you that we are avid Rocket League players. Very avid Rocket League players. We are going to have no problem talking about Rocket League today. And as a result of being avid Rocket League players, we've brought some of our Rocket League crew to join the conversation. So, Rob, first off, we have returning to our show for, I don't know, second time, third time. He's usually the peanut gallery, but I'll give him an actual introduction today. Damon Robson. Damon, how you doing over there? How's it going? Nice. And then joining us for the first time... Rocket League aficionado, Nick Finley. Nick, what is up, my man? Hey, it's just another day in paradise. How you guys doing? <laughs> it is another day in paradise. It is another pain in paradise. Well, I gave those two a chance to pipe up. Rob, how are you doing? A-okay, Dave. A-okay. That's how the way, are you? That's the way I like to hear it. Well, look, I'm doing great. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to keep it moving along pretty quick. And, you know, uh, for Nick, it's his first time on the show. And I know the first time I had Damon on the on our podcast, I didn't do this with him. So we're going to go back to this. So, Damon, I'm going to start with you. Right off the top of your head, what is your earliest gaming memory? On Rocket League? Uh... Nope, not Rocket League. Oh. In general. Right off the top of your head, what's your earliest gaming memory? 
the first time I beat Devil May Cry on Devil or Dante Must Die mode. That's the first gaming memory you ever have, ever. Yes. Devil May Cry. Okay, cool. Nick, what about you? What's your earliest gaming memory? That would have to be Duck Hunt, I believe. Duck Hunt? No, that's... Old, uh, little orange gun shooting at an old uh, CRT TV and uh, seeing what I could hit. Just about as uh, much I could hit then as I can in a Rocket League ball now. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Very, very true. Very, very true. All right. Well, um, now is the moment when we kind of go around table and talk about what we're playing, just to make sure everyone knows that we're not just classic gamers, we're current gamers, although this is a current gaming game. I think we can all say we're playing Rocket League. So I will start real quick. I am still playing through Ghost of Tsushima, and I am still digging it very much. Rob, what you got? I have been playing a ton of Tarkov with a little bit of Rocket League and RuneScape mix in between. Nice. Damon, what you got? Primarily grinding out Tarkov since the wipe and keeping up with my training in Rocket League daily. Very nice. And then Nick, rounding out the Ben, what have you been playing lately? Mixing it up, uh, training a little bit in Rocket League and getting sucked back into Skyrim for the first time in a long time. You know... I am debating, because the Steam Summer Sale is uh, coming to an end in a couple days, the VR version of Steam, or Skyrim, sorry, is like $15, and I'm thinking about picking it up to replay it in VR, because in case we never haven't really talked, I bought an Oculus headset last month. So That's a good pick. Yeah, man, I... I I really like my VR headset. I restarted No Man's Sky in VR recently because I want to redo the, you know, tutorials to learn how to play with VR controls. And that's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think Skyrim might be on a list. I don't think you can beat it for $15. So I know, can't say you could. I'll, I'll, I will. Uh, I'll buy it for the, I don't know, 200th time. So nice. some mud crabs <laughs> for me. All right, well, we are here today to talk about Rocket League, and as always, we like to go back to the beginning. So let's talk about where Rocket League came from. So Rocket League's story begins way back about circa 2002, when I was, you know, graduating high school and starting college. Sad. Um, when amateur modder Dave Hagwood developed a mod for Unreal Tournament 2003, that introduced a large-scale team and vehicle-based game mode called Onslaught. Um, for those of you who didn't play Unreal, Unreal was a first-person shooter, kind of like, hey, well, I say Halo, but Halo has vehicles now. Let's just say that there really wasn't vehicles before Onslaught, and this mod kind of brought the scale and the vehicles to it. And Dave, on a yeah. note, if you haven't uh, played Unreal, pretty sure we did an episode on that. We did do an episode of it recently. Yes, we did. Absolutely. Good plug. Oh. Good plug. So oh, you can yeah. check out you can check out old episodes on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Go check out Unreal. So due to the popularity of the Onslaught mod, Dave was hired by Epic to work on the mode, which was officially adopted into Unreal Tournament 4. And he used this experience and time at Epic to form his own studio, which, which is known as Psionics, which is the star of today's episode. So, 
one of the prototypes, you know, Psyonix was putting together a bunch of prototypes. They were a bunch of Unreal experts, and they wanted to make games, you know, using their knowledge of Unreal, and they were putting together prototypes. And what's one such prototype that the team was working on during this time was a car battling game. You know, Rocket Leagues, ro- Rocket Leagues, <laughs> Rockets, Machine Guns, Bombs. You know, uh, Rob, it was like a Twisted Metal kind of thing. I know, I know you're a Twisted Metal fan, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a prototype that the you know that they were working on. While they were developing this, one of the team's designers dropped a soccer ball into the battle arena. It it wasn't meant to be anything. It was really just a uh, a prop that was that was dropped in the scene for for fun. And as playtesters and the designers began to play the game, they began to focus more on the soccer ball instead of the skirmish mode itself. And so the designers decided then to add goals. And so what they did is they found players, they found that players were messing around with this joke mode playing soccer as opposed to skirmishing in this battle game. And so they took a step back and they looked at what they had and they decided to reposition this demo as a sport game. And this became the prequel to Rocket League, which was called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. Jesus criminy, is that a long title? Did you know? Did you know? In the in the main menu of Rocket League, that there's a sequence you can push that changes it to that. Yes, it's the Konami sequence. And we've talked about the Konami code on an episode about cheat codes. <laughs> Another plug. We're getting better at this podcasting thing. Episode. I don't remember the code, but I do know that it does exist. Ah, uh, buddy. It would be uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, circle, X, depending on your controller. Gross. It's BA. Well, I mean... Okay. You play with PlayStation controller? <laughs> no, but I know it um, with the PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation controller in mind rather than Xbox. Nice. Very, very nice. So, uh, Just a side note, uh, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars is on just about every list for worst name for a video game ever. Uh, because it is a mouthful. And uh, it is there's nothing spectacular or supersonic or acrobatic or, or special about it whatsoever. So they released this game on the PlayStation Network in 2008, and it was downloaded a little over 2 million times. You know, it it was not successful, admittedly. It was met with mixed reviews. Uh, it, was, it, was an, it, it was an online, you know, soccer car game, like Rocket League, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but it also had a campaign mode in which you had to complete various minigames for a star rating. And, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of players who played Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars never took the game online. And I, I, that's really weird to me to think about nowadays, but in 2008, I, I guess online multiplayer gaming wasn't as prominent as it is now. I don't think it was dead, though. You, you, you know what I mean? Inside of the game itself, they had a pretty tight-knit community that now consists of some of the current top players or some of the first generation of what we saw as professional Rocket League players. Very, um, yeah, very all true. Came from a nice little tight-knit network of SERP players. I know Cronovi was a part of it. Yep. Sizz, yep. Uh, Garrett G, and one more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say... 
Um, I think even Jays are Justin. Justin. I think you're right on. I think you're right on Justin too. So, so right, right from the get go, Sonic knew that they wanted to do a sequel, but you know, uh, Sart wasn't very popular, you know, and and the 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 studio needed to stay afloat, and so Sonic's took on a lot of. Uh, they took on a lot of contract work for larger studios. You know, they did contract work on Gears of War. They did contract work on Mass Effect Three. You know, so so they used all this contract work to pay for development on a sequel to, uh, a sequel to you know, uh, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. I, I I don't know why I have to say that out every time. So one of the first major changes that they decided on that was an absolute must for its sequel, which became known as Rocket League, was to make sure that it ran at a consistent sixty frames per second. Uh. SARP was a 30 frames per second game. That was a very common complaint, that it wasn't smooth. And so 60 frames per second was an absolute necessity. And there was other feedback that they got from SARP 2 that they worked to integrate into Rocket League. Um, you know, they wanted to slow down the pace of the game, believe it or not, as crazy as we feel Rocket League is. Uh, SARP was apparently even more chaotic, and so they wanted to slow the pace down. And they wanted to work on a skill-based matching system, which SARP didn't have, which allows people, you know, as we know of similar skills, we called MMR, uh, multi, what is it, multiplayer match ranking? Something right. like that. Uh, it allows people with similar skills to play with one another, which basically makes the game more accessible to the masses. So one of, as I talked about, you know, one of the things that they wanted to bring over was the multiplayer in SARP. You know, they found out you know, from data that a lot of players of Battle Cars never played it online. In fact, a large majority never took it online even once. And so what that meant is when they developed Rocket League, they really focused on, and, and now it seems really silly to be honest with you, but in the beginning, they focused a lot of time on building out a single player season mode because they assumed that this, these single player modes were going to be really super popular and and I don't I don't really know anyone that plays a lot of them anymore. Do you guys know anyone that plays this, the single player, the season modes anymore? I didn't even know there was a single player. I can't say I've ever actually finished one. Yeah. Yeah, I've never finished a season either. It's there's achievements for it, and I never have. So. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm about a thousand hours in the game, and I haven't done it once. <laughs> So they've developed the single-player season mode, and they they basically learned how to filter people from that mode into online multiplayer. So then they had to solve a, the problem from multiplayer from the first game, where they really wanted fast, fluid movement online with no latency. And when they first developed Battle Cars, they really focused on designing the multiplayer in a way they were familiar with, so like Onslaught Mode from Unreal. All multiplayer games with physics-based vehicles uh, don't even really try to deal with latency mitigation. They really just, they have the clients and its inputs to the server, they wait for the server to run the physics simulation, and then the server sends it back. And this all takes time. Now, in a normal first-person shooter, you know, when it comes to vehicles, we don't expect vehicles to be, like, responsive on the nick of a dime. So, it worked for them in the beginning. But the truth of the matter is that Rocket League's cars move fast. Rocket League's cars can turn on a dime, you know? They needed a multiplayer system that was a lot more specific and uh, lag-free, specific and lag-free than the original game. 
And so basically what they did is they started to focus on how the players and multiplayer simulations were coded because the players needed to be responsive with no lag and, and so on and so forth. So instead of focusing on vehicle physics, they focused on rigid body physics like the, the like the players, and thus they worked out a solution that applied to the cars and the ball physics as well, which I, I honestly found really fascinating. It's boring, but it's fascinating. And then the last thing is, during the battle card days, Sonics couldn't afford dedicated servers, so they knew that with Rocket League, they were going to have to have dedicated servers. It was going to be a necessity. And even though we like to joke that the dedicated servers of Sonic are really just, you know, uh, potatoes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do have dedicated servers. Even better, it puts you on a potato on the other side of the world. That's right. So originally, Rocket League was set to release in 2014, but they had to delay it. One of the reasons is, and a big reason is because when they originally developed Rocket League, they modeled it as a free-to-play game. Uh, like at the time Dota and Team Fortress 2. But somewhere along the way, they decided that they were going to scrap it and turn it into a traditional purchase structure. And this delayed the game out to where we stand now, which is July 7th, 2015, with Rocket League came out. So were any of you guys there in the beginning? No. no. I joined 16. I was... Yes, but not much. No, you were 15, but it wasn't a big thing for you then. Oh, I enjoyed it, but um, I don't. For me, it was college and uh, busy, and um, you know, uh, just hard to get into something new. But uh, you know, once uh, it it opened up more and I opened up more, it really uh, took a hold, and I'm still there a thousand hours later. I was also a 2016. Um, I don't remember when in 2016, but I was a 2016. I was a 2016. I want to say early 2016 for me. Rob, do you remember when you joined the Rocket League community? Uh, I can actually look up real quick. <laughs> I was just trying to think of this. Because I can tell you the first time I ever got to play the game, I actually wasn't a fan. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to say the same. Um, um, no. Yeah, I was at uh, hanging out with some fraternity brothers. We uh, had rented a cabin up in Boyne. Uh, 2016. It was in April. Um, er, that doesn't seem right. That's uh, was that actually when those were taken? April 24th, 2016. Unless I just posted them late. But we were up in Boyne City, and uh, one of the brothers had brought his PlayStation, and we had a bunch of us that were trying it out, playing just all like offline on the on the big screen TV, and I just the controls were confusing and everyone was so much better than me. So I was just like, this, this is stupid. I hate this. <laughs> you mean you still don't feel that way? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can at least try, but uh, yeah, no, most games I do feel that way too. You're right. Uh, no, I was May of 2017. I just looked it up. So, um, how do you look it up? I looked at my achievements my very first achievement, which was score your first goal, was May 7th, 2016. So we had Rocket League. You know, Rocket League was, uh, for those of you that don't know Rocket League, it's crazy to think of at this moment, um, but maybe you're out there. Maybe maybe you're a non-gamer who listens to the podcast. If so, thank you. Rocket League is a vehicular soccer game uh, where you 
play soccer with cars with rockets strapped to them. I think that about sums it up, eh, boys? Absolutely. That was the part that was love at first sight for me. Yeah, we're done. We can go home. Let's pack it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, cars, sports, all hooked together. That's like every little boy's dream, I think. And, uh, you know, maybe not every little boy, but certainly mine. Yeah, you know, I... So I remember playing in the beginning and not being in love with it either. Yeah, I don't remember who got me into it, but I, you know, it was the same way for me. I played it and I just wasn't, I wasn't in love with it. And uh, it's the same concept for me, cars and, and soccer. I did play soccer. I, I played soccer, you know, co-ed soccer on Thursday nights into my adult years. So You'd think that it would be love at first sight, but it was a struggle for me at the beginning, too, and I don't really understand where the disconnect was for me. Um, okay, so then let me ask you this. Yeah. What is it now that brings you back to Rocket League to continue to play it? That's a great question, uh, because I play a lot of it. We all play a lot of it. Um, I... I... I, I don't know. Like I think that my skill level has changed. I like the fact that I can pick it up and put it down pretty quickly. Like it's the type of game that I don't have to, uh, you know. So like I play a game like Ghost of Tsushima, right? And I need to sit down and and, and like invest myself into it. Invest myself in a quest. You know, invest myself in the world. You know, I I have to I have to really get into it. But Rocket League is something that I can just pick up and, and play five minute game and put down. Now it never is just five minutes. Let's all be honest. It's usually a lot longer, which is really fascinating too. You know what I mean? But I can just pick it up and put down. But you said Nick that you loved it right from the beginning, huh? Absolutely. I knew just looking that those were two things that I needed to be together in one game in my life, and I haven't looked back since. You know, like I said, I, I started a little slow just because I was so busy with school and all the above. But uh, once the cards lined up for me, it's it stayed. A couple of breaks here and there, but can't get away from it. Uh, for me, it's the same thing. It's the um, the ability to not have to commit to it. You can spend a five-minute match, and if you have to get off at the end of that match, you can get off at the end of that match. If you want to stay and play 10 more, well, you know we've done that more than enough times. Um, <laughs> true. And, yeah, you know, how can you beat that? Very True. So when Rocket League first started back in July of 2015, Rock the soccer mode was pretty much it. And a few a few months into the release, uh, you got mutators, and mutators were basically the ability to change things about the game. You know, you could change uh, what it's gravity. Wasn't that one of them? Um, gravity, ball speed, ball right. uh, size, ball shape. There's a lot of them now. Yeah, now there's a lot of them. I don't think there was a lot of mutators in the beginning. I want to say uh, infinite boost has always been. Oh, yeah, and definitely infinite boost. Yes, 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 yes. But there's a lot of other modes now. You know, Rocket League has expanded so much since it, it started. You know, uh, in holiday season of 2015, we got Snow Day, which is not, you know, vehicular soccer, but ve vehicular hockey. You know, instead of a soccer ball, there's a hockey puck. You know, we all play Snow Day together. I like Snow Day. Y'all like Snow Day? Yeah. I, I don't uh, mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it anymore. I used to hate it, though. 
There's something about, well, I mean, Nick and I still have that really sweet move <laughs> in Snow Day. <laughs> you yeah, know that, the one I'm talking about. That, that was a, a once in a Rocket League lifetime uh, <laughs> moment. Oh, man. That, that was a perfect. Brought it off the wall. Of the, oh, yeah. It's good times. Uh, April 2016 got the addition of Hoops. Uh, Rob, you know exactly how I feel about Hoops. Huh? I love Hoops. Love hoops. It's a love hate. <laughs> you love it when you win, you hate when you lose, because it's always one-sided. Isn't it? I, no, it really is. I never really thought about that, but it really is. But we well, all we all do yeah. pretty good in hoops together. Uh, I don't I know. That is the only place where you and I can go into doubles and consistently win for True. no good reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, last time Rob and I were playing, we were dropping, you know, pinching it off the wall and then dunking on people. It was hilarious. We have a lot of fun in that. Uh, a couple, couple months later, in September of 2016, we got Rumble. Uh, for those of you not to know, Rumble is normal Rocket League, but with power-ups. Uh, what's power-ups like uh, a haymaker, which is a fist that, you punching. know, hits punching, right? What's your... What else? Who who wants to give some power ups? Damon, what's your you have a favorite power up, don't you? I love the magnet now. Since You're I've been able to like learn how to air dribble it with the magnet, I love the magnet. Nick, what's your favorite power up? Oh gosh. I see I, it's it's difficult for me to say because I struggle with uh rumble significantly more than the other two here. Um, I, but, I play... but you also you also play in like professional <laughs> uh, MMR. I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't call it quite that, but um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, thought and and strategy that goes into it, and I've kind of programmed myself a different way. Um, so to me, I mean, oftentimes I'll even find myself forgetting that I have a power up, or then. Um, Focusing too much simply on using it, where these guys definitely have a much more natural take to uh, going through and playing it, and that shows, you know, <laughs> throughout our game and throughout the rankings. Yeah, Rob, what's your favorite uh, favorite one? You know, it's honestly between plunger and tornado. No one said spikes. I expect yeah, it's spike interesting fan. too. Rob, Rob being as good at spikes as he is. <laughs> I know exactly. Hey, so if you haven't visited his channel in a while, um, the YouTube content creator, Rocket League content creator, Sunless Khan, recently did an episode where he had the top two Rumble players. The same two guys have been number one and number two ranked in Rumble for over two years now, and he had them on the episode. And uh, they do a lot of statistics. Like, these guys analyze Rumble down to a T. But my favorite takeaway from the episode is they have names for, like, every shot in Rumble possible. And I learned what someone who sits in the goal and waits to get a plunger goal, there's a name for that shot. <laughs> have any of you watched that episode yet? It's, Rob, it's, I already... It's funny you mention that, because that is where my whole outlook on rumble changed was when i saw that episode it's a shitter that, plunger it's that, a shitter plunger yeah, it's the shitter plunger <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny you mentioned that because that's where i started learning that there's actual combos that these guys use with power-ups like they'll yeah. call out their power-ups and they'll be like yeah i have a magnet the other guy will have like a punch and you'll be like all right i'll punch it in with your magnet 
you air dribble with the magnet and then the other guy punches it in. Like yep. this is well, stuff like we do, but we I never thought about it. Well, and like their favorite way to use the plunger is off the backboard uh, yeah. to bring to bring it to the high bar, which was so fascinating. Like I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. Like I'm gonna bring the plunger to the crossbar. You know what I mean? The backboard. They they drive up the backboard and activate the plunger, and like I said, it it it, it scores goals on the high end of the in the high bar. It's it's awesome. Um, and it's so fun to think about and like look at, but but like when you're in in the moment and doing it, it's always easier said than done. You know what I mean? It, it's definitely repetitive play from them because it's like if you had, they're grand champs, but even in the video they said they mainly only play rumble. Yeah, no, very true. They do only play rumble, and it's only the two of them. They always take on random thirds for MMR purposes. They said, which also cracked me up. Yeah, well, they're like what, like three, four hundred MMR in front of everybody else on this. Right, 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 right. In twenty seventeen, March specifically of twenty seventeen, we got drop shot. Uh, drop shot is happens to be one of my favorite modes, and. The concept of drop shot is you hit the ball, you know, to electrify it when it hits the floor and you do enough damage to the floor, it opens the hole in the floor and then you put the ball through the hole to score a goal. Uh, I mean, it's more complicated than that, but I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, drop shot encourages a lot of aerial play. Uh, it's a, basically a game of hot potato. You know, you want to try to keep the ball in the air as much as you can uh, because it's bad when it hits the floor on, you know, your side. And... Um, I'm a I, I really like drop shot. I don't think we play drop shot nearly enough. <laughs> That's just me, you know. And these turn into some other extra modes. You have drop shot rumble, which was just absolute ape shit. Uh you had beach ball mode, which I did anyone like beach ball mode? I actually love it. Okay. Why do you like why do you love beach ball mode? Because of the curve. My curve is stronger. Mm-mm. I don't know if I'd go around bragging about that. That might be a personal problem. You should really have a doctor look at that. So, <laughs> got him. I did really enjoy the curve to the ball, though. Like, you did. You would have an open net. When you mean most... to the ball? Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It was funny watching like lower level people because I didn't play casual when it came out very much, so I was still low MMR, and it was funny watching these guys miss open nets because they just hit it directly on and yeah. the ball would curve off to the right or left we got boomer ball damon you are a fan of boomer ball oh I, boomer ball is awesome i hated boomer ball Ugh. i think right now is one of your favorites though dave heat seeker heat seeker heat seeker yes indeed i love heat seeker I, 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 that's, that's also like playing hot potato it's like playing tennis you just volley it back and forth you know um that one's a lot of fun and then of course for the super bowl earlier last year this year i don't even know which it is at this point we got grid iron mode did any of y'all play grid iron mode i wish i did i did with you i'm pretty sure yeah you and i did you and i played it for a night it was all right it was different that's for sure am i missing any other weird modes in the mix there i think uh, I you're missing the haunted one what oh, was the ghostbusters the ghostbusters oh, yeah. one. What was the ghost? But I don't remember the Ghostbusters one. What was the Ghostbusters uh, one? You were like charging ectoplasm thing, and you know yeah. that you built up some kind of power up or boost or something along those lines as you, had, you were in zones and 
Maybe. Yeah, like the ball stuck to you. It was kind of like spikes. The ball would stick to you. You had to keep the ball in the zone without the other team getting it out of that zone to score. Yes. And there was it like a like time magnet, limit on it. Not spikes. Or, yeah, magnet. Well, aside from extra modes, we have seen a lot of changes to Rocket League from then until now. It's been six years. Um, cosmetically, we've seen a lot of changes. We've gotten countless cars. Anyone have any cars that have been added to the game that we're particularly fond of? There's only one car in the game. <laughs> Which one's the that? Octane. The Octane? The well, yeah, don't ask, don't ask the Grand Champ over because he only uses one car. <laughs> I uh, mean, I, I personally like the Fennec. The Fennec was a good ad. Which uses the Octane hitbox. I know. All right, right. Let's, let's, let's not go on that. <laughs> I like the look of it. It's a different car. But yeah, they do have a lot of um, different options for people to choose from, and there's no one clear winning option. It's really funny because, like, cosmetically, there is an there's a lot of you know wheels and 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 body stickers decal. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, what the what the heck is the, the how you change the body style? Um, you know what I'm talking about, from matte to, to like... Oh, your color schemes. Yeah, your schemes the and paint. your paint, and then your decals. Yeah, and then you can have toppers, and you can have antennas. And, like, cosmetically, there's so many ways to make your car as gaudy as possible. And then, like, if you play it, like, if you're serious about it, like, serious, like, competitively serious, you use none of that stuff. <laughs> like, none of it. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't nope. go that far because there was a pro. I don't know if he's still a pro, but he used to run the cowboy hat, the yellow cowboy hat. Oh. Um, and he was a pro player. Yeah. I think it's funny that you have to start that off with. I don't know if he's pro anymore, which almost solidifies I, the point. So I, no, I, um, I don't remember his name. That's why I can't recall. Um, they were quite good. Um, they used a flat car, though. I thought like Dominus or uh, no, I thought it was Octane. I could have swear you used Octane. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. But since we're on the topic of professional players, let's talk about the skill level ceiling and how that's changed over the years. Oh, because I, I, I know that that has changed significantly since I joined. Uh, the level of gameplay that we're at now, back in 2016, probably would have been like Grand Champ in 2016. Is uh, that a, is, it'd, is that be a like, it'd be higher than pros back in 2020. It's yep, it's beyond that. I mean, it 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 the early year for the first RLCS, so the professional championship, they hadn't done some of the mechanics that um we all know every day is some of the different aerial shots, some of the air dribbling. I, I think that might have happened in RLCS one or RLCS two, where that first even became a thing. And that's something that almost uh almost everybody in even just this group right now can do. Um, maybe one of the hosts can't. Uh, <laughs> I'm the scrub of the Rocket League group, in case you're wondering, dear listeners. But so. but certainly, um, in a three v three situation, if um, if Rob, Damon, and I were to go against the original pros, um, honestly, we might have a good chance at winning. Uh, and it just goes to show that if we played pros right now, I mean, they could probably play with their controllers upside down and a blindfold and potentially still beat us. 
They could probably play keyboard and mouse. Ooh. There are not a lot of keyboard and mouse pros out there. Yeah, I just watched uh I just watched a video from Rizzo where Rizzo and Garrett G faced their girlfriends, which they're both champ high champ grand champ level, and beat them with keyboard and mouse only. Yeah, like, it just it it, it, it it's they ridiculous. Were flip resets on a keyboard and mouse. Oh man. Gross. I feel like the skill, I mean, it just is like, and I don't know if it's, a, if we're going to see it get, do you think we're going to see it get anywhere past it is now? I think the game is matured enough and progressed enough along that we might be past that, but it, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that there might be, I think that there might be some mechanics that arise up, but as far as that goes, I don't think the skill level can get any higher. I, th- I think we're finding, particularly in the young players um, that are, you know, <laughs> no obligations, no work, no any of the above. Uh, right. They're, they're, they're finding new mechanics, they're finding new skills, and they're finding new skill levels that are um, even hard for uh, some of the professional players to keep up with. And we're seeing that. We're seeing them drop out, um, you know, and not being able to keep up at that top level as new people come into the game and as the game expands in popularity. Um, and, you know, we're seeing kids that are um, that are doing these infinite air dribbles where they can actually um, be in the air and take the soccer ball and put it on the top of their car and fly around the map with the ball on top of their car, which is an insane level of control that... Um, I don't even think, you know, with people like that getting into the game, I don't think we're near the ceiling. True. That's very true. There's actually one pro now that he's a newer pro, uh, Arsenal. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Mm -hmm. But he's, I've been watching a lot of videos with him in him because I watch Blethemir. And he is, he's one cocky dude, but he can back it up. And he's a newer player. He's probably one of the better pros now. Well, so speaking of cocky, let's let's talk to one of the other changes that I, I feel has changed. The community. Oh, God. <laughs> We're salty nowadays, are we not? I hate the new community. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is way more toxic now than it ever was. You it's, know? The amount of toxicity is ridiculous. I played a couple of ones matches yesterday for the first time in months. And the first dude I went up, like, I haven't done ones in better part of a year so i'm pretty low in mmr and this dude was getting goals on me because i was just making mistakes and every time it was what to say 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 finally at the last second i put a buzzer beater on her and he just instantly leaves i'm like yeah dude don't don't talk shit yeah well the other thing it's it's a whole lot easier to block that out nowadays than it was before so that's the other that's the the nice part about it it's a whole lot easier you can block all chatting nowadays and only have it from teammates which i don't know if that makes it any better to be honest with you because teammates can get pretty damn salty too so Um, the three of you then in your opinion has it changed since it went free to play oh yes definitely you know, funny enough, that's the next uh, talking point in my outline here. So thank you very much. Uh, see, great minds think alike. Okay, Dave, pause, and in 10 seconds, go ahead and bring up free play. <laughs> no, that was great. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I do. Rob, what do you think? I definitely feel that the level of toxicity has grown exponentially since it has become free to play. 
I also feel that the level of smurfing has like that's, tripled. Yep, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Now that you have the ability to make a free account, um, that smurfing has definitely become an issue. You know what though, I will say as a counterpoint, I really thought that when they went free to play that the skill since we were just talking about skill level, I really thought that you would see a shift in that. But I don't think, and I don't know if maybe we've just gotten better and maintained that notion, but I didn't see as big of a skill shift as I thought there was going to be when the player base opened up as, as drastically as it did. That I mean, that's just, that, that I don't know. I expected it to change, and it didn't really change for me. So, And I do believe, too, um, that there was a mathematical... Um adjustment Adjustment. done to the mmr to you know basically it's an elo type matchmaking system um and they did expand some of the brackets in order to account for that um as well as the fact that we're established enough in the amount of hours that we played that um somebody that reaches the ranks that we're playing at has had a similar amount of experience um so i don't see why the gameplay would change um but i suspect at the bottom level where it was all new players that it probably changed significantly more so i've recently made a smurf in the last couple of months to play with some friends that just got in and the amount of silvers (laughs) the amount of silvers that i see aerialing now is hilarious outrageous (laughs) like i remember when i was hilarious But I think that speaks to the trend that Dave was talking about. That yeah, um, you know, and even as we talked, how in the original championship series, um, for professionals didn't know how to air dribble, and now even at the lowest levels, people are doing um, more advanced mechanics. And um, it, they really only have one choice. I mean, get better. They, you know, with the increase in Smurfs and Smurfs carrying their new friends and stuff. They don't have a choice but to learn those mechanics. That's true. I, you know, I, it's funny because my next talking point was, was RLCS and we've kind of been touching on it because I, I, I I don't know. Does anyone else watch it regularly? Not as much as I used to, but I do chime in here and there. I'm a a pretty regular RLCS watcher because the the level that those guys play at consistently blows my freaking mind. Uh, I think it may be different for Mr. Grand Champ over there. <laughs> oh, no, I mean they are at a totally different level. No, that's exactly it. Like, like it's a whole different. It, it it's a completely different game at the level that they play at. It, it 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 never ceases to amaze me. Like they are just so far out of where everyone else is like it's it's amazing it it's really absolutely amazing and it's funny because you keep bringing up you know rlcs1 you know we could all probably hang in rlcs1 and and yeah you're probably right but nowadays uh-uh man um nowadays it's just amazing like it, it's it's really entertaining to to watch those guys uh do rlcs so if you've never had an opportunity to do so you know, catch some matches, man. It's always on. They're always streaming on Twitch, and it's pretty much just Twitch, isn't it? Uh, Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, that's right. YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you can also go back and watch previous RLCSs on YouTube. So you can watch all the way back to the first RLCS. 
it's just it's a lot of fun, you know, and it's it it's almost something that you like aspire to be, but you know you can't put the time in to get to that point. No, like, I mean so no I mean look at Squishy, he spent he even said it in a video, he spent over three thousand hours before he started playing competitive in three Yeah, he said he spent three thousand hours before he even plugged it into online. Yeah. Just in free play, just messing with the ball. So when he got in, he shot up and rank instantly. At one point, he was called the mechanical god. <laughs> and, and to be fair, to play like them, I don't even think time would do it. I would need an entirely new set of thumbs. Yeah, that's probably true. Absolutely. One new of, brain, new thumbs. One of my favorite pros just retired uh, beginning of this year. You gonna elaborate on that? Which pro retired? Rizzo. Oh yeah, Rizzo did. What's he doing? The age of like twenty. I know. Yeah, at like the age of twenty, he retired because he just got sick of it. Yeah, I mean, it happened. Now he does. Now he just does content on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so on a topic of Rocket League, anyone ready for a Rocket League sideswipe? I do not know what that is. Oh, come on, there's got to be someone here who knows what that is. Anybody? Anybody? No. You, re- you really? Alright, so has anyone seen the, the mobile Rocket League game they're making? No. Please no. They're making a 2D Rocket League game called Rocket League Sideswipe that's supposed to release later, later this year. <laughs> okay... You you guys owe it to yourselves to go and look up Rocket League Sideswipe when you get a moment. It's um not going to be very popular. But hey, kudos to them for trying. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they're trying to keep them is it free to play also or it's it'll I I believe it is going to be free to play, yes. Um it literally look it's like literally Rocket League like in 2D. Um it's just Rocket League in 2D, like the ball goes across the screen and I don't know. Oh, you... oh, I know what you're multi, talking about. Lethemir Pong. Lethemir yeah. did do it recently. Yes, he made, he made a map for it actually, where he yeah. used it on his computer to try it out. Um, yeah, it'll be. It's supposed to release late later this year, so we'll see how that is. So, well, I mean, that's the. I think we've covered a lot of Rocket League. You know. Uh, did I miss anything about it in particular that anyone wants to cover? Anything that I, I maybe didn't miss? Anyone? I, anyone? I did figure out when I got my first achievement. When was that? Uh, February 2nd, 2016. Nice. Very, very nice. And it wasn't even the shot. You get your first goal. It was well, like it was like unlock fight five items. Oh, I, well, my first one, I think, was play at Utopia Coliseum, so... And then my second one was score your first goal. Um, that was my third one was the goal. Was I got one three or four days later, Dave. <laughs> Very nice. Well played. Well played. I'm a scrub, but I'm a, I'm not that big of a scrub. I mean, I I can score a goal. I was probably playing in single player without anyone else, but hey, I can score a goal in an empty net, at least. Well, that's better than the majority of the Rocket League community. <laughs> so. Can't do it now though. Not very, yeah. Um, I mean, with the higher level play, uh, though, sometimes you just you make uh, mistakes. Oh yeah, well that's that's what it's about, you know. Playing with the team in particular is learning to 
<laughs> recover from a mistake and keep your cool. All right. Well, this is what 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 I cut you off on. I think there's one thing that I that you're leaving out a little bit, and that's just the sheer um, size of Rocket League and the community and what it's grown to, particularly since it went to free to play. Well, you know, the day it released free to play, there were over one million concurrent matches being played for the first time, which is really mind blowing to think about that you had a million people playing, you know, um, how, how do you know the numbers like how big it is now? So um, as far as I've read, there are 95 million active accounts or 90.5, something along those lines with an average of 5 million people playing per day. Wow. Wow. That's I mean, that, that's larger than countries. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a big game. Uh, it, the, the one nice thing, I mean, not that we really struggled before, but I mean, there's always a game to play. <laughs> I mean, free to play is definitely um, definitely helped that. Maybe a saltier community, but it's a bigger community. So that's been nice. Yeah, there's definitely been an increase in that. I mean, I'm currently on it, so just in competitive alone, there is 421,000 players online. I, are you, I, are you I filtered don't... to your region, or is that everybody? Uh, I think I'm filtered to just U.S. East right now. No, yeah, I'm, I'm on just U.S. East. I think that... Well, you know, we played it a lot during the pandemic, and we're not playing it as much now, but I, I don't think I've had as many server issues lately as I did uh, did in the past, so that's been real nice. Doesn't mean I can't play in the servers. <laughs> I did get my champ recently, Dave. Really? Yes, Robin and huh? uh, Nick over here helped me out with it in Rumble. Nice. Very, and very nice. We've almost got him to champion twos. That is true too. We are and, and then of course, and then of course, when Rob and I play, I get dragged into champ rumble matches. So you know that's fun. Well, he did pretty well. I did Perfect. actually. I did. I hung. I was able to hang. You got a good understanding of power ups too, though, because you play it so much with us. So it... yeah, I know. I like rumble. <laughs> I... Meanwhile, when I play with them, they're like, "Nick, you can't use spikes towards our own flipping net." Come on. Oh yeah. That was our biggest doubt. Every time he used it, he was flipping towards the net. I'm like, Nick. I think I have a, a you know, because I I clip my I clip my goals and they get posted to our our Discord. And I think there's a clip of recently where I froze the ball, but the other player was rushing towards it with spikes, and I froze the ball in front of their net, and he grabbed it with the spikes, but the momentum took him into his own goal, which was just fucking hilarious to me, like. Oh, that sounds like Nick. <laughs> it does, right? Hey, later, later that same night, I did score a backwards doomsy dish. That is true. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, this is about the time in every episode where we start looking at critic and user reviews. I thought it'd be fun today uh, because, let's be honest, uh, Rocket League is pretty universally loved. It reviews. It, it rated well. You know, where SARP was typically 50, 60 out of 100s, Rocket League is consistently 80 and 90s out of 100s. People just really like Rocket League. 
Um, so you're not going to find a lot of bad reviews for Rocket League. But what I thought would be fun is I did find some reviews and there are some, I think, really fun statements in some of these reviews that I thought that we could discuss. Uh, not spend a lot of time on them because we've already been going for a while and, you know, at some point we'd probably like to go and play some games. Um, but yeah, so I pulled some a few quotes from reviews for us to talk about. Uh, some of them are going to make you guys kind of laugh. Uh, Rob, you still you still there? Rob, you there, Rob? No, Dave, I left. <laughs> I normally pass over the reviews to you, and today's going to be no different. So why don't you uh, start with GameSpot's review, and uh, let's talk about the quotes I found. Sure thing, Dave. Well, first up, GameSpot's review noted that the ball in play is comparable to that perpetually bouncing beach ball that you find at every music festival, only slightly less buoyant. It bounces and flies in unpredictable directions when touched by two parties at the same time. This is where fortune favors the Rocket League sportsperson who embraces chaos. Transcendence comes when you realize you don't have to be in control of the ball at all times. You should chase it only when you think you can make a difference. There we go. Transcendence comes when you realize you don't have to be in control of the ball at all times. Nick, since you like to yell at me for be- trying to get control in certain areas, how do you feel about that one? I feel it would be best for me to make no comments because I can already hear Rob and Damon making <laughs> comments in my regards about something about being in control about the ball. And, you know, <laughs> it's probably better that I just stay quiet. No, no, no. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Nope, nope. I, that doesn't matter what I say because afterwards I'm going to hear um, feedback from uh, from the other players here. They're going to go ahead and say, uh, "Nick, uh, you could learn a lot from that." That's, that's okay. We we know where the problem is then. I personally, I think it's freaking hilarious there, where it says it bounces and flies in unpredictable directions when touched by two parties at the same time. I. I don't know if it does anymore. Have we just played so much that it's it's not so unpredictable anymore? You can definitely tell, like, from a pinch what two people are going, but there still are the unpredictable ones, too. It still surprises you from time to time. And, oh, you know, yeah, it does. I, I think it's, it's just like reality, because, you know, when I'm at a concert and I see that beach ball, I sit there and stare at it and hope that it comes to me, and it comes so close, and yet so far. <laughs> and... Like I said, I have been playing with newer people lately, and my biggest pet peeve with newer players is I hate when somebody just sits on our own side and just waits because they're afraid of the pinch. Yeah. Yeah, gotta rotate. If you're listening to this and you play Rocket League, there's what we call a rotation. You move. That's funny coming from me because y'all yell at me about my rotation. You used, to, you used to do it, but you don't really do it anymore. What, sit in one place or like, rotate? No. no, just sit back by your net. Oh, no, I don't do it anymore. No, I've learned I've learned movement is the best thing possible in Rocket League. Like, you, you momentum is everything. So, absolutely. Uh, momentum is absolutely you, you mean that's 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 it. That's what we do. So, and me and Rob here, we have a friend, uh, his name's Brandon. It's He's really taken a liking to Rocket League, which I like. He trains every day. He plays every day. He's getting better. But the main problem he has is when I play with him, he just sits back in net and doesn't make any plays. 
But then yeah. when I tell him to get out and make plays, he doesn't rotate at all. He just stays on the ball. But there was a time, like you said, when I did that, there was a time when I thought I was more useful being in net. And, and you know, eventually you just learn, again, you learn that momentum and movement and being, you know, putting yourself in a position to be in the right place. You know, they always say be in the right place at the right time, but that's not the entire truth, is it? When you're really good at this, you learn how to be there. Like, you have to put yourself there. Yeah, and that's just that's just good game sense, you know? Eventually, Dave learned that he's not just useless in that. <laughs> I'm useless everywhere. There you go, but Dave. You still make plays. Yeah, yeah. That helps, that helps us get goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Rob. The next one is kind of hilarious. Hit, hit me with the next quote from the GameSpot article. So next up, they go on to say that Rocket League is that rare kind of video game sport where you're compelled to play your best even when you're being blown out 5-1 to one, and there's only one minute left on the clock. Are we, though? <laughs> I mean, what's the game mode type? True statement. But we were just talking about the community. How many people honestly play their best by the time it's five to one? I don't even. How many games get to the point where it's five to one? Uh, yeah, they come. They come mediocre, really. <laughs> Just about any match with the Smurf. Yeah, um, very sure. Uh, I, I think Rob and I have pretty much taken to um, making sure that we stay and make it as painful and slow as possible. So. Oh yeah, we don't. We don't quit. None of us quit. We love drawing things out. It just makes them angrier, which makes it more fun to me. So, um, just forfeit already. FF, FFS, forfeit, forfeit, forfeit. No. I've, I've, forfeit. Actually had, I've actually had a few teammates recently that I was scoring the goals for them, and the teammates were like, just FF, like, to the other team. I chimed in. I was like, dude, don't be toxic. Like, you're not even the one that's doing anything. Nice. All right, Rob, what's the last quote I pulled from the GameSpot review? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Dave, last up, they continue on to say, or last up, they finally say that the joy of Rocket League rests on the countless plans that are conceived and discarded every other second in any given match. Joy? Do we really, really think the joy of Rocket League rests on countless plans that we, that, that we conceive and discard? I don't know. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I think I think joy comes from when uh, you know you just decide to put it across the field, and Nick here decides he's gonna pull out the grand champ and redirect that shit in, or Rob for that matter too, because Rob will get those nutty redirects sometimes. Absolutely. He's, well, uh, you guys are uh, you're both kicking rear end. All right. So moving on from GameSpot's review. Uh, IGN here had mostly favorable things to say about Rocket League. Uh, Rob, what did they have to say in conclusion? Well, IGN concludes with that it's extremely rare to find a multiplayer game that's welcoming and approachable for new players and so intricate that the best players can earn a living by mastering its depths. Rocket League is a golden example of turning a good idea into something truly amazing. I can agree with that. The game is solely mechanic-based. There's no... Like, that's all it is, is a learning curve. Oh, well, there's Net strategy as well. 
Yeah. I, then- I, I think it's, I think it's very welcoming. I think it's very approachable. It's a very complex game, but not at the same time. Let's be honest. You put a ball into a goal. Now at the high end, there's a million ways to do that. And it looks beautiful and it's artistic and, and freestyling is badass. But in the beginning, like you could literally give this to a kid who can drive a ball into a goal. You you know what I mean? I think Absolutely. the idea there is that it's fun even when you're bad at it. And to a certain extent, we're all bad at it. Um, yeah, I mean, the so community true. recognizes it, that we all suck. If you put it in the terms of all the, well, not all of the, but there is a slight majority of the population now that's Grand Champ and SSL with all the new players coming in. We're nowhere near them, but we still have fun with them. Very true. Very true. Well, here's another one I'll take real quick. So, Plit, uh, which is a Finnish publication, noted that Rocket League executes a simple idea beautifully with nuanced controls, lending themselves to both skillful, skillful displays and screwball comedy. Screwball comedy? Do we think Rocket League is screw, screwball comedy, guys? There's who's definitely playing? some comedy in it. <laughs> yeah, who's playing, right? <laughs> depends. I, depends. I, Dave, is Dave playing? Because then yes. I, I can't count the number of times that I've watched literally five people in a lobby just drive past the ball on an open, like in front of net and miss. At or, any rank. At any rank. Or yeah. just where everybody whips on it. I mean, it's just floating in front of there and and like and it's not just it's not just the opposing team, like the defensive team too. Everyone on the lobby just whips and it's hilarious. There's there's some pretty good memes out there of it too. <laughs> I, I remember one. It showed uh, it showed. I think it was a gold lobby. Five golds were just like full force at the ball, and you cheer. Ah! 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 <laughs> oh well, you know those were some critic reviews that we agree with, but I think there's definitely some user reviews out there that we can agree with as well. That kind of made me chuckle as I found them. Uh, Rob, why don't you take it away again? All right. Well, first up, we have user Gutted Out from Metacritic, who says the amount of players leaving the game because of one goal in casual is oh ridiculous. God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, that's a pet peeve right there. Like, dude, it's one goal. I pulled that one because I knew it was a sore spot for all of us. <laughs> Oh, it, it happens in rank too. Like you'll you'll go like two and a half minutes, and the other other team will get one goal on you off of a like just a mistake from your team, and insta forfeit. Yeah. And then if you don't forfeit, the dude just abandons the match, and you're like, dude, really? Yeah, very true, very very true. Well, you know, I will tell you though that even though I said that the game was universally planned, panned. Not everybody is in love with Rocket League, as our next review that Rob's going to take will point out. So, Rob, what did the little Hobbit man... I don't even know. Is that what the screen name is? Uh, yeah, so user TJO Hobbit on Metacritic says, I don't understand the high scores. Decent gameplay, but not all that fun, and after every friggin' goal or replay that you can't turn off of, but must click a button to not see. Seems a lot of people think it's replicate indoor soccer. Well, not any of the 400 plus games I've played in real life. It's 
so this guy doesn't like watching goals and he's played over 400 indoor soccer games this is not indoor soccer guys did you know that well i've never taken my car to an indoor soccer match yeah last i checked i mean (laughs) you haven't come on it's a lot of fun (laughs) well i've never been invited to something like that but i I would love to go try something like that just a lot of blood clean I've seen it. I've seen it once. Uh, well, someone's tried to do this in real life. Didn't we watch that? Isn't there a YouTube video where someone's tried to do this in real yes. life before? Yes, I do uh, know that video. Well, the, um, the what used to be the top gear, uh, top gear presenters, uh, now the Grand Tour presenters, actually have done car soccer numerous times. Nice. That, that would be a fun little hobby to get into. Very, very true. Do they? Do they just use like? actual like reinforced cars i'm guessing for it too i don't even know how they reinforced them well they've done um they've done like golfs and whatnot and different cars uh they've hosted it where they've uh gone to countries and had countries play against each other or they've played against a particular country um they uh they took it pretty far for a while there that's pretty cool i figured they would have just with rockets and make them jump yeah they haven't quite done that with soccer, but they did strap a rocket to a Reliant Robin. Ooh. Oh, my. They sent it straight up, they did. <laughs> it, w- it would be cool to see something like that implemented, but I'm pretty sure you would need a pilot's license to drive that car at that point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd be dead if you drove that car. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be the most enjoyable 10 seconds of your life, though. <laughs> Uh, all right that's the guy going on about the curve anyways that's all right well i pulled one last review that i think we are all going to be in consensus with so rob what did this last guy here on metacritic have to say well dave dat vaseline on metacritic had to say that when i first heard of this game i thought it's just soccer with cars how fun can it be well, it turns out this game gave me the most fun I've had playing any video game in a long time. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Eh? I, I will admit, when I first started, I I had a love-hate relationship with it, like, more leaning towards the hate. But as I progressed through ranks and got better, it kind of started leaning more towards the love side. It's an okay I, game, I guess. It's an okay game, I guess. Oh, boy. I, I I don't know. It's one of my favorite games. I think from the hours standpoint, I have more hours into it than any other game. So I, I for sure I, have, I could say the same. I I wish I could say the same, but it's definitely probably my second highest. A thousand hours in this, and it's not even close. What do you have more hours into? Uh, <laughs> oh, De- oh boy, Destiny One. Oh, that's okay. And I'll the give worst you, part I'll give you a I pass. Did, I didn't even start playing it until late. <laughs> so all of I never played Destiny on the PC. Destiny never had it on PC. Okay, so say because all of all of my hours are Xbox hours. On Destiny, it didn't exist so. on PC for Destiny One. Oh, that's true. Destiny Two is when they came. That's very true. Sorry, didn't even think about that. That's right. So. It's hard to think of y'all as gamers and non PC gamers because we don't interact. We don't interact in any other con like at all. Like I, I at all. You, yeah, you know I mean? I've, 
I've fully converted the PC. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't. You know, obviously, I'm playing a PlayStation exclusive right now, but like, we don't. None of us really ever play games on any other platform together. So, and for the viewers out there, if you're wondering what I have more hours in, go back to episode six, I believe. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. Where I have 20,000 hours in that game. Rob, what about you? What about Rob? What about Rob? Where's your hours? Is it here? Uh, for, for like most overall? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably either in this or in ARC. Okay. Ooh, ARC, Arc is pretty close too to this. Actually, now that I think about it, I have over a thousand in that also. Huh? So um, while we were playing Destiny, uh, I checked. So the friend and I that introduced it to me, uh, we took a one month break towards the end of the year, and in my first year of playing, we played thirty four and a half days together. Oh. That is ten percent of not even just the waking hours, but of an entire year spent in one video game yeah this is double i mean my my closest game i have 740 hours on pc rocket league my closest game is terraria where i have approximately half of that so uh for me arc is 500 roughly and rocket league is sitting at 650 nice very not nice. including console time. Yeah, not including my console time, which is uh, probably at another 607. You know, it's starting to crawl up there for total hours, though, for me. Because my third, my third most hours is Warframe with 260 hours. But sitting at fourth, that's probably going to go past it, is No Man's Sky at 220 hours. So, Ooh. And that's because you got the VR, right? Well, I mean, I obviously played a lot before VR, but I've been playing it again, restarting it in VR, which is it's a very it's a very good VR game. So I think the other thing I'm going to buy during the Steam sale is Half-Life Alex, which I've been told is like the definitive VR experience right now. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for that one. Let me know how that goes, because I do plan on getting uh, Oculus at uh, Black Friday this year. Yeah, well, there you go. So. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for Rocket League. One last time, anyone have anything they want to add to the conversation? If you want to play a game where you have to spend hours training to get better, or if you just want to play a game to have fun, play Rocket League. Yeah, I think we're in a different class of people because, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I play with groups of friends that don't play this regularly and i don't care that they're no good that's not what this is about for me it's just a fun game no matter where you're at in the spectrum so i'm on both sides before yeah, yeah i'm on both yeah. sides i i don't play my main account with my friend my friends that are lower level but i do i did make a smurf so i could play with them and i don't just sit there and dog on people the whole time either i let them play and just correct them for them Nice. Or nice. critique, I guess. Critique, proper word. You know what else I bought uh, yesterday? Uh, Belle, Delphine, Belle Delphine's bathwater? No, I did not buy any bathwater yesterday. Why not? 
I don't even think she's still selling it, to be honest with you. I think we bought the rest of it up. Well, that has to be a major disappointment for Dave. I know that that's, that's like his favorite all-time activity. But hey, uh, all joking aside, it probably is uh, equivalent in uh, to a lot of people in terms of value. Uh, but uh, yesterday, GameStop's deal of the day was Cyberpunk uh, for the PC for eighteen dollars. Oh, I, I figured for eighteen dollars, I couldn't pass on it. So should have said something. Sorry, should have been checking. I don't check deals right now. Cause I but I've been waiting, waiting for it. I, I, I was really excited for that game till it crashed and burned, and you know I was just waiting for an opportunity. And under twenty bucks was a sweet spot for me, so I was like, "Yeah, we'll get it." So we'll be playing that soon too. Has so. it been a year? No, I, 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 no. I, I think so. No, September would be a year, I believe. Yeah, yeah so, so we're, uh, getting, we're getting there. We've, we've gone from sixty, seventy dollars at launch to under twenty dollars in less than a year. Yep. Wow. Are you kidding me? There was already a 20% off for Battlefield 2042. <laughs> yeah. I paid 20% off for the Ultimate Edition. The game hasn't even released. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, crazy the way that all works. For summer sales right now, uh, if you guys are still wanting to get into it with me, Conan looks like it's only 12 bucks right now. I already nice. own it. Nice. You already own it? Yeah, I believe it's installed too. I'm not sure. That is one that I've been wanting to get in with you guys. It's just like Ark, but with no dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, it, yeah but you don't have hand-to-hand -hand combat. You have hand-to-hand -hand combat in it. Yeah, or you could bite somebody's head off with the T-Rex. I mean, that's okay. great. That is that is so good. All right. Well, you know, I think that's a good place. Rob, you have anything you want to add to the Rocket League conversation? Play the game. Yeah, fair enough. Play the game. Play the game. So try it out. See if you like it. It's free. Uh, it's free. Yeah, it you can't free. go wrong. It's it's free on the Epic Store. If you don't like Epic Tough. So play it on Xbox. Play if it you don't on like Epic. Switch. You can still find a Steam sale tag. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much. So, well, as Damon just said, he has spent most of his hours in Dark Souls. Am I right? Dark Souls was your 20,000 hour? Is it 20,000 yes. hour? Between all three games, yes. I, I can't even think about that. And we talked about that on one of our early episodes of our Video Game Nostalgia podcast here, Trip Down Memory Card Lane. If you want to go check out old episodes of our podcast, you can do so anywhere you download podcasts or on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Also on memorycardlane.com, you can look at uh, show notes. All my research is on there. You can look at biographies of Rob and I. If you would like to come and join our Discord and where all of us hang out, all of our different places, you can find a link at our website. You can find a link to support this podcast, which you could do so by supporting us on Patreon. For only $2 a month, uh, we pay for podcasting. That's really what we do with the money. So you could do so by going to the support tab on memorycardlane.com or www.patreon.com slash trip down memorycardlane. I promise you our website is a lot easier to remember. Um, yeah, there's also a calendar of upcoming episodes that I have to update. 
I've been slacking a little, so my apologies should be up there pretty soon. And lastly, there are links to mine and Rob's social media. So it's social media plug time. I am on Twitter as David is wrong. That's David underscore is underscore wrong, where my Rocket League clips get posted. And I wish happy birthday to random video games because that's really what we do here on our podcast. Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? Well, Dave, one of these days I'm going to get back to streaming on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. Nick, you doing anything on social media these days? Not in particular. So you're avoiding I'm, it. I'm trying to avoid it. Good, good, good man. Good man. Keep it up. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Doing a great job. Damon, what are you pretending to do on social media these days? Uh, I avoid social medias, but soon, since I've been having a lot more free time lately, I've decided that I'm going to start streaming on my Twitch soon again. And Which I is? Was, uh, Fat Boy Dabs. That's F-A-T underscore B-O-I underscore S. And I am going to probably be doing Tarkov streams, which I have been dreading, and mainly Rocket. Awesome. Well, this is about the time that we wrap up the episode and take it out. As we noted in the beginning, every week we hope to teach you something new about the game we're discussing, what it took from the world, or what it gave back to it. So as a point, we go round table and we talk about what we learned. So Nick, I'm going to start with you. What did you learn today? And you could say nothing. You want to be a smarty pants? I'm cool with that. No, I'm just trying to think back. I know we spoke about quite a bit today. We did. We did. <laughs> I certainly learned that I'm old. <laughs> I recall... Yeah. Uh, what was what was Damon saying that his first game was? There his first game. Oh, Devil, Devil, Devil May Cry. But I'm, I'm surprised I'm yours is well, about Duck Hunt. To be to I'm be fair, surprised yours is Duck Hunt though, because Duck Hunt is my generation, and I'm older than all of you. To to be fair though, I never had like Nintendo sixty fours or anything like that. My first console was a PlayStation One. Okay. So I didn't well, we have the. Them? Yeah, I didn't have, like, the Nintendos and the Segas and all the nice early-gen consoles. I literally started on Sony. He does sound like an old person, though. We didn't have the Segas and the Nintendos and and the flippity-flappities. I I just, my parents weren't, my dad's never really been in the gaming like this. He never got that stuff. He bought a PlayStation and gave it to me a week later. Right, 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 right. So Nick, his takeaway is that he's old. I'm sorry that we had to have a moment of uh, self-realization for you. I'll try better next time. Uh, Damon, what did you take away from today? Um, I found out that, uh, yeah, I'm also starting to get old because Rocket League is getting old now. Six years! Hey, that six years went by fast, though. Okay, cool. Rob, <laughs> what'd you learn? Well, I actually didn't really know that the uh, original game was like Twisted Metal style. I thought it had always been intended to be a sports game, and that that was actually kind of uh, interesting to me to learn. Like, I guess 
the battle part should have made sense that it was like battle, but I just never uh, really put that much thought into it because I never played it. So yeah, I, I never played it either. I didn't realize. Yeah, I never realized that it went further back than that. It was kind of fascinating to me to learn that they got their start with Unreal Tournament mods. At least Dave, you know, the founder of Sonics, got his start with Unreal Tournament mods. It's always like that wasn't a thing when I was younger, you know. And then I remember when modding became a thing, and then it was it was a really big deal when modders started to get hired by these companies. The earliest one I remember was actually from the original Battlefield 1942. There was a desert combat mod that was really good. It it modded it modded the original Battlefield as modern, like what Battlefield Two ended up being, modern combat. And they hired that guy to work on that game, you know. And that was unheard of at the time. Well, you know, I say that was unheard of, but Rob, didn't we just learn on the Unreal episode that they kind of did that back then too? Yeah, I was there for that episode. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. So pretty cool indeed. I didn't know about I actually didn't know about him getting his foot in for psionics with that. Well, I mean he founded it, you know, he founded it and he got his start. Um he got his start with modding. I didn't realize that he was a modder, so I thought that was pretty cool. So I knew about like the game the first original game and the game after that that implemented the soccer ball and all of that. All right. Well, so it goes to show: follow your dreams, start a game, and maybe we'll play a thousand hours of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You guys want to start designing a game? Oh man, I have so many unfinished projects. How about I finish designing a game? That's my desire. So, I've always wanted to make one. I, you know what? My problem is art. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a halfway decent programmer. I have no art skills whatsoever. And I just, I can't rectify the two sometimes. Like, I, I need the art to work in a direction, and, and you shouldn't. As a programmer, you shouldn't. Like, they, they have programming art as a, for a reason, but I just get stuck there for some dumbass reason every time I work on a game. So, I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. That's it for Rocket League. I guess one last roundtable. Anything that anyone wants to add? Uh, Nick, starting with you, anything, anything in the world you want to add? Oh, I'm happy. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming today. I appreciate the, yeah. uh, I appreciate it. it was, it's been fun. Uh, Damon Robson, the boring name. What, what about you? What do you got to add? Um, well, you guys might be impressed on me with this. Uh, one of my games that I played recently, I finally hit my first double tap game. Congratulations. Awesome. That's cause for celebration. Congratulations. And Rob, what about you? What do you want to add today? Uh, I first want to take a moment to say thank you to both Damon and Nick for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on. I hope you had a great time. And I also want to take a moment to say thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, clearly, we have people who are interested enough in the show to come join us. So you should do the same, at least. Just let us know what you think. Or just keep listening in silence and doing your thing. Cool with that, too. As long as you enjoy it, we're here. We're happy. I honestly, uh, you know, I forgot to check. Uh, uh, hold on real quick. I'm going to double check. I think we just hit. Wait, let's wait for it. Let's log in and see how many. We were about to hit a milestone for listens. Remember? Oh. 
1010. We hit the 1000 unique listens milestone. Woohoo! Hell yeah. Look at us go. Guys. It took us Thank 40 you, it took us 44 episodes to get to 1000 listens. So, you know, we're kind of a big deal now. <laughs> so. Oh jeez. That's awesome. Hey, that's a milestone. That is a milestone. So, yeah, only 200 of those are mom finding different accounts to log into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. So, very in true. uh in 2 months, uh Tarkov becomes five years old. And it's still in, like, alpha status. Yes. <laughs> oh, games like that. Crack. Like, like there are just games that you wonder if they're ever going to come out of early access, and five years in, when it's still like that, is, is questionable. But I mean, Tarkov has, 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 a health, has a healthy... Well, yeah, it's beta. has a healthy user base, though. So yeah, not my not my kind of game. I can't see myself getting into I, it. I was just suggesting something for August. We already have our uh, schedule set a year in advance, dude. Aw. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, next year, punk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've been at this for a while, so thank you for listening. I'm going to take it out of here. So next week, ladies and gents, we're going to be looking at a game that is considered by some to be one of the best video games of all time. And while that is up for debate, it is at least arguably the best Star Wars video game of all time. Critically acclaimed for its character, sound, and story, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, or KOTOR as we all know it, is a whole lot of game with a whole lot of talk about. And we're going to try to tackle it all next week. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited. It brings Star Wars and video games together, which is the intersection of some of my absolutely favorite things. So Rob's going to be here, I'm going to be here, and we're going to talk about it. So join us again next week as we take... uh, Let's say an actually good Star Wars discussion field trip down memory card lane. I might chime in. Okay. I'll definitely be listening. I'd love to hear about Spock hitting Warp 3. <laughs> Rob, do the thing. Get us, get us out of here. Ba, 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 ba